Hello everyone, my name is Nyla and thank you again for tuning in. You're listening to Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things that you'd like to know. This episode topic is all about the 10 top techniques to recycle better. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite, review Greener Thoughts, and also share Greener Thoughts. Uh, These actions will really help others. And another thing that you can do is send your voice message by going to uh, anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts podcast forward slash message or send your email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So I just have one particular special announcement and it's just um, about the recent environmental holiday. World Fisheries Day is on November 21st. So as we celebrate World Fisheries Day on November 21st, we are of course reflecting on the many values that connect us uh, with the oceans and seas all across our planet and the uh, fishermen and fisherwomen who of course uh, use that work to sustain themselves. World Fisheries Day uh, was founded all the way back in uh, 1998 by fisher folk communities uh, all across the world and uh, this is a way to you know celebrate you know what is for many not just a profession uh, but a way of life. So uh, fish are very very important and they're one of the most widely traded food commodities uh, totaling 135 billion US dollars as of uh, 2015. And, you know, World Fisheries Day just also does things like highlight the problems uh, in uh, fisheries and, you know, tries to move us forward to sustainable solutions and sort of recognize the interconnectedness of our problems and, you know, in the long term, in the long term, uh, get to some uh, solutions that mean well for our fish stocks and uh, animals that live in our seas and oceans. Uh, so um, this day is really, really important, and you know it it bridges the gap in you know how humans are connected to you know the water and ocean life, and you know the effects from things like you know the loss of essential uh, fish habitats, pollution, global warming, just so many things. Um, you know our oceans kind of protect us from, but we also have to protect you know our oceans from the many, many catastrophic things uh, that are going on in the world. So organizations like the FAO, the Food and Agricultural um, Agri- uh, Organization of the United Nations, uh, Holy Sea, like your like your eye, like sea. And then there are other um, different ocean conservation organizations, commissions, groups um, that work specifically to protect oceans, Um, and to also protect fisheries and the habitats of animals that, of course, call the waters of our planet home. So please uh, take time on World Fisheries Day uh, to recognize the sacrifice of coastal communities across the globe, you know, the fishermen and women, uh, staff, and also organizations who care for sea creatures, 
and who also worked to, of course, bring sustainable seafood to the world. The first Green of Thoughts Anniversary Celebration Prize Giveaway is here. It begins November 3rd, 2019 and ends at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, November 28th, 2019. To enter, please answer the following. Number one, what is your favorite fall activity that gets you outside? Number two, what is the reusable bottle company I discussed on my podcast episode, Six Great Benefits of Garlic? And number three, what special three-digit milestone episode will Greener Thoughts hit in November 2019? Prizes are number one, a smiley leaf patch, and number two, uh, Etsy eco-friendly themed button pins, plus some bonuses. And these prizes are for first, second, and third prize winners. Uh, the last thing for you is to please email your answers to Podcast at gmail.com or by voice message. That's with the third lore link in the show notes. other news is the next segment is just a quick dose of what's happening in today's world so the first headline is all about um, this green public housing so Elon Omar pitches 1 trillion for green public housing you can check out more of the story on HuffPost aka Huffington Post so rep uh, Ilhan Omar uh, from uh, Minnesota she uh, set aside plans to propose a bill uh, uh, coming Thursday, uh, recently, uh, that would actually invest um, $1.2 trillion, uh, over the next decade um, in uh, 12 million new affordable rental units. So this uh, plan is proposed uh, over the next decade, so 10 years. Um, and this plan outlines a bunch of different things. So uh, the first thing is to build uh, the 9.5 million uh, new units of uh, public uh, housing at the cost of about uh, $800 billion. And then the legislation uh, earmarks and sets aside about $200 billion for um, a actual uh, federal housing trust fund to build um, some more uh, housing, about 2.5 million uh, new affordable housing units, and these are going to be for low-income families. And then also an additional uh, $200 billion uh, um, for um, establishing a community control um, and anti-displacement fund, so a special different type of fund um, at the Department of uh, Housing and Urban Development, HUD. And these will uh, create different types of grants to, of course, local governments uh, to combat the effects of uh, gentrification. The uh, second headline is all about indigenous people and the fact that uh, they aren't getting the clean water that they so rightly deserve. So uh, many Native Americans can't get uh, clean water report fines. You can find out more about it on npr.com or .org, uh, I should say, in the uh, environment section. 
And so a lot of people, um, actually more than 2 million people um, do not you know, have the accessibility of water in the US and indigenous people are you know, most at risk. Um, and so the report um, showing all the data, you can look at it for yourself. It's entitled, um, Closing the Water Access Gap in the United States. And you know, some of the stats on it are that you know, 58 out of you know, every 1,000 uh, Native American households, you know, they lack plumbing. You know, and that's compared to um, three out of you know, every 1,000 uh, white households, according to the report. Uh, this, of course, uh, results in severe issues um, that results, you know, in horrible things like, you know, more deaths, um, poverty, and also uh, higher unemployment rates. So some of the states affected by um, sort of the lack of, you know, clean water, available water are states like Alabama, uh, Arizona, California, Colorado, uh, my state, Maryland, uh, Ohio, uh, Texas is also one of them, Virginia, um, and also uh, West Virginia. And there's a few more states also that are affected. And, you know, uh, U.S. territories like uh, Puerto Rico. These are some of the places that are now uh, fighting for water access um, and fighting against the issues there and trying to fix those issues. So if you want to see more about the report, more information about it, and you also want to download it and read it for yourself, you can go to www.closethewatergap.org. And then the third and last headline is all about climate change and you know really quirky um, information I came across that I thought would be amazing to share. So climate change is so real, there's a new Pokemon based on dead coral. You can learn more about this story on a HuffPost, uh, AKA Huffington Post. So, you know, we all know the devastating effects of climate change, you know, these are all in our face and, you know, any 90s babies uh, who I'm, you know, talking with, you know, can hear me loud and clear. You all know about Pokemon. And if you're listening, this is, you know, specifically something you could probably follow and, and learn uh, what, you know, what I'm, you know, referring to. Because, you know, who hasn't grown up with Pokemon? Uh, but specifically my 90s uh, babies and 90s generation millennials, um, you know, this is, you know, some shocking stuff to some extent. So um, the Pokemon Company International, they actually decided to switch things up and they create a newer look to uh, their Corsola Pokemon character. Uh, the really cute uh, pink and white offset uh, Pokemon character. And in the Galarian version of uh, their game, Corsola, is bleached, you know, white. And uh, the mouth is in the frown position and expression. And it's now, you know, a ghost type Pokemon. Now, quote, Sudden climate change wiped out this ancient uh, kind of Corsola, end quote. That is the description of the Pokemon, uh, which is found exclusively in the shield version of the game. It uh, reads, and uh, quote, uh, this Pokemon absorbs others' uh, life force through its uh, branches, end quote. So um, corals are pretty important for our, our oceans, um, and... Uh, they can actually become bleached under, you know, high stress, uh, you know, as the colorful um, algae uh, that lives actually inside them, it 
tends to leave and then uh, often when water temperatures you know become really really hot it's just really unmanageable and you know also if you know those temperatures get really really high dangerously high in fact you know the the creatures um inevitably you know are effectively cooked to death so uh, corals you know are suffering um and so i'm I'm kind of proud that Pokemon decided to demonstrate, you know, this uh, type of phenomenon that's been happening for a long time, and you know, they they did it in a smart way, um, and you know, they changed Corsola uh, in their latest version. So um, the news for uh, this podcast episode uh, mainly comes from Chicago.com. Um, as you know, um, I've been doing special um, list. Um, type of um, podcast episodes for this month of November because it's my special um, anniversary month since a year um, since uh, Green of Thought started in November of 2018 and so I really you know want you all to participate in my giveaway I haven't gotten too many entries and so I do want for you all to of course take heed to it I have prizes I'm willing to of course you know share and you know have you know go out to all the winners I just need participation you know I don't plan on stopping these permanent giveaways anytime soon I just want you know for the 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 I guess participation to you know match my enthusiasm and for my listeners to you know appreciate these type of things and you know I love giveaways and giving so you know why not um you know do this special thing I always have fun Um, you know, making plans for giveaways and being crafty and everything. So, um, you know, maybe uh, there can be more in the future, especially bonus giveaways. So uh, regarding the reason for this episode, I kind of wanted to um, talk mainly about it because I had did a a similar podcast episode, like all the way back um, in uh, December uh, 2018 on the 6th. And that episode's entitled, Recycling is the Problem. And um, I've learned a lot since then. Um, The recycling isn't necessarily the improper solution to a broken set of problems, but it is part of a cycle that needs rebooting in some ways. And we can fix, um, you know, our issues with waste. Recycling is a, a piece of that puzzle. Um, but there are other things we can do besides always recycling everything. But the things that we do recycle, this uh, podcast episode is for those things. And also the things that you can't recycle, which I'll get into a little bit later. Um, we all know that uh, recycled products are amazing. And we all know that there are some things that are easily recyclable and things that are not. And so I wanted to sort of give as much information about recycling and you know maybe correct some mistakes you've been doing and so also teaching you know some important values around recycling and you know teach you some new things I've learned some new things since you know last year in December and you know I've had a lot of uh, different experiences with uh, some of the different products that are out there and in in their use and you know making uh, reuse of them so i wanted to you know do something a bit different and you know this will help you um, be the best recycler you can so i want to get started 
So the first um, thing I want to talk about is uh, the first uh, way for you to, you know, be better in your recycling. Um, so I entitled this piece, Recycling is Not Removed from Us. Recycling is a part of uh, what we do with our waste, um, especially at the end life cycle. If it can't be composted or recycled or, or reused, I should say, or reduced, if you're not reducing your your waste to a certain point, there are um, different things that you should be able to do with it. But, you know, recycling, it has its place. So the first uh, technique to be better um, at recycling is the first thing to uh, just repeat, you know, the phrase first thing as to reduce, reuse, recycle. So in one fell swoop, reduce, reuse, recycle. So reducing uh, the amount uh, that we consume and shifting actually our consumption to well-designed products um, and types of services is really the first step. You know, reducing your your use of products you don't need, the packaging around them, these things are big, uh, and cutting down uh, recycling that you don't necessarily have to do. Uh, And finding, you know, uh, reuse for those types of things that you deem as waste um, is the next thing. Being constructive and reusing what you already have is critical. Uh, So, you know, if something's broken, of course, you fix it. You don't have to go out and buy a new one and replace it, of course. And, you know, things like your electronics, these things can be, of course, returned to the producers, the manufacturers, the makers uh, of these products, which some um, localities and places, even in the U.S. and abroad, they have a hard time finding markets in places where uh, electronics can be sold. So, you know, give the responsibility and put it on the producers, the people who made and manufactured your electronics, your phones, your computers. Uh, and also when it comes to things like packaging, uh, try and not have things like um, unnecessary packaging you don't necessarily need around your food, your vegetables. Uh, these type of things uh, kind of prevent you from you know, even re- recycling, which, which is great because you don't have to you know, go out and try and recycle this packaging, which most likely will go to the landfill, which is not what we want. So... Uh, whether you're reducing your packaging by not buying items that have uh, non-recyclable packaging, you're doing yourself a really good deed. Um, and then lastly, um, tossing your uh, materials, your products, things you don't uh, have use for, and they can be recycled. Make sure you're putting them in your recycling bins, you know, blue or whatever color they are. Um, and these things should be the last uh, option for you, of course, in the cycle. Uh, and not, of course, the garbage, which all that waste goes to the landfill. Uh, I talked um, earlier um, in a, another separate podcast about the different R's. There's like maybe, I think, 13 or, or so R's or 15 R's. It, just so many that I talked on. So you can expand, of course, um, to that Um, you know, set of R's as well, um, or just reframe and use the the critical three R's, the reduce, reuse, recycle um, R's to, you know, sort your waste. Uh, Number two uh, is to determine what you can and can't uh, recycle. This is pretty critical as well because, you know, you can find and uh, look up the, the recycling rules 
um, in protocol in your area, in your, your county. And so you're making sure that you're not necessarily sending anything um, to your uh, recycling facility, materials recycling uh, facility or MRF, MRF uh, to be processed. So, um, you know, depending on where you live, if you live in a city, um, a quiet suburb, uh, in a county, just an area somewhere, uh, every place has their own specifics as to what can and cannot be recycled. So you're doing uh, really great for yourself if you can determine also that uh, so you won't you know, necessarily have to waste time sorting things and, you know, they'll go into the landfill on the other end uh, when they get to the facility. And so the goal um, here, you know, is to just follow these guidelines as best you can and beware of things like um, fake uh, greenwashing. Uh, this happens specifically, you know, when a company tries to market their products as uh, eco-friendly or recyclable, um, but they're actually not. And an example um, of this is uh, Illy's, I-L-L-Y, uh, they're little capsules and they're, they have, they used to have a recycling program or maybe they still do, but they're actually disposable uh, coffee pods that they actually ship overseas. So they don't even take care of their own waste because they, you, you may as a consumer be able to return it, but they ship their stuff overseas and then they downcycle that material, those pods in the end. So they don't even get upcycled or recycled as they should, they get turned into something of lesser quality and value. So, you know, you have to be aware of that also. Um, number three is to, of course, buy recycled. So this is really, you know, great because, you know, who doesn't love to shop, but shop for something uh, great, um, a sturdy product, a recycled product. Um, this method, you know, is really good because when products are recycled, um, they of course are made from recycled materials. So these materials, uh, they are supporting a closed loop system. And so this is actually really, really awesome because this means nothing is sent to the landfill. Nothing. Um, Tree Hugger um, uses the example of a Tetra Pak, which um, does have um, most of their um, components of their uh, cardboard paper packaging. It is used, you know, mainly in juice cartons and milk cartons and things like that. But this is a bad example uh, in, in the example of Tetra Pak, not the example that uh, Tree Hugger is making it as. Because even though the packaging is recyclable, which is great, um, only, you know, 18% uh, of Tetra Paks get recycled. So, you know, consumers sometimes don't know what to do with them, but also Tetra Pak isn't making their own product uh, re reusable and recycled materials. So that's a problem there. Um, and, you know, this means that the loop is kind of broken on, you know, Tetra Pak's end because the loop isn't closed, you know, all the way. Um, and so, you know, the packaging gets trashed and of course sent to the landfill. But there are other, you know, better examples of products that are closed loop uh, systems, you know, maybe composting, that's a closed loop simple, uh, um, closed loop um, system. There are other ones as well. Um, Mac, for example, with their lip products, and you can, of course, send in the tubes and they reuse that exact tube. Um, I'm not uh, sure about the, if they reuse, if they use virgin uh, materials for their 
um, reuse, but they probably don't. But, you know, there's stats that are probably out there about that. And there are other companies, you know, thousands of companies. Um, and, you know, there's probably some out there that really utilize the closed loop system. And number four is about how to uh, recycle art. So get recycled art from artists. You know, they'd really appreciate this, you know. Uh, let an artist know that they can be conscious, you know, on their canvas, you know. Um, with artists, you can remind them or even maybe, you know, help a struggling artist. You can, you know, get them to use or maybe buy some uh, recycled paper, uh, biodegradable materials, or even uh, things like earth-friendly glues or paints or pencils, things like that for other artists that you may know. And, you know, I have some other ideas for you. Um, if you're into DIY projects, you could craft things like um, an old bike tire spoke as maybe an office clock or uh, use old uh, poster boards as new canvases. Or you could do something like uh, create broken uh, stained glass as a mosaic piece, you know, maybe in your next pottery creation. And number five, halfway there, is that you can recycle your water. So um, I talked more about this a little bit earlier um, in uh, the series of different list uh, podcast episodes. So like for homeowners, anyone who has maybe a home, uh, you can consider rearranging your plumbing to some extent so that rainwater um, or something like wastewater, not black water though, um, something like from your shower, uh, for example, is used to maybe flush your t- uh, toilet. Um, and I did talk about that in the water um, episode recently about ways to recycle water there as well. Um, for anyone who has a green thumb who's a gardener, um, you could do things like a water um, your you know lawns with leftover bath water, not bad, uh, or you know dishwashing water as long as it of course has a biodegradable soap. I mentioned this specifically in my thoughts portion in my recent uh, water episode. You know, I talked all about it, you know, it's common sense, and I broke it down a little bit more. I'm in episode 103, uh, 10 ways to not waste water. So that was a recent uh, episode. And so you can check it out for more. And, you know, just always use those eco-friendly biodegradable soaps of course, when repurposing uh, the water for outside. And number six is that you can, of course, recycle your greenery. Now, for all those who love being outside or, you know, just love being in nature, you know, this is where uh, compost comes in handy. So, you know, you get to bring out your worms, your small critters, your compost tea. Yep, that's a real thing. It's not for drinking, it's for your soils and, you know, water, uh, it doesn't matter really the temperature. Uh, leaves, of course, are amazing to use in compost. And also, you know, just having that homegrown compost is ideal. And if you don't, by chance, um, have your own compost or uh, your space is too small um, or unavailable, you know, inside for, you know, that type of use, you can do something like uh, be a part of a community a garden uh, locally where you are. Uh, number seven is um, the next one. So you can do something like recycle your electronics. Um, so, you know, there are companies like uh, eBay, for example, and they're really doing their part. 
um, when it comes to taking back their own products that they've, uh, you know, distributed and sell and, and sold to, you know, people um, and their companies on uh, eBay, they're selling there and taking back uh, the products that they've made. So you can, of course, uh, you know, take back um, and, and give back your old phone or computer and have it, you know, find a new owner. Um, but for things like major appliances that don't necessarily work or um, you just want to just replace them and 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 not have to fix them and spend money to do that that's fine as well you could just you know give it to a a local repair shop or maybe a trade school that will like to fix up you know maybe those uh, types of electronics or give it to um, a hobbyist someone who loves to just you know just mess around with the types of uh, machines and machinery they probably love your uh, phone or computer and number eight almost done is um, that you can think critically to how a product can be recycled and you know if it really can be you know thinking critically is you know in some ways half the battle because you're thinking about uh, how there's going to be reuse of the packaging how you're going to reuse this product is this product going to be uh, full of value you know years later will it even last a year um, you could you know do things like uh, return or even ship um, the boxes maybe for some for some examples um, you could ship it maybe to UPS or USPS um, or others um, who maybe would find use for it and will recycle it on their behalf um, but you should be aware of products um, that are fused together now this is kind of tricky because um, they may seem you know cheaper um, upfront yet um, on the back end, they're going to be um, basically unfixable and unrecyclable. So beware of things that come bundled or they don't have recycling symbols on them or, or they seem difficult to try and get rid of responsibly. And number nine is uh, with the tip of you giving uh, a product to someone else, especially, you know, if you don't love the product. So... Um, for all those who love places like Craigslist and FreeCycle and uh, uh, Recyclers Exchange, places like that, um, you know this is this is the hot spot for you. You know these places exist for a reason, and you can really give whatever you have, you know, that's free and you want off your hands. You can really give it a new life, especially have, if you have no use for it. So. Um, earlier, actually, I saw tons of different listings for uh, different items, all in the free section on Craigslist. And so, you know, they had everything. They had, you know, office equipment, they had bedding, they had food, snacks, um, all types of furniture, just anything um, that you'd probably be looking for. There's probably um, an out for someone else to just give it away. And so you can definitely, you know, snag it. It's free. And if someone's willing to just give it away, you know, I'm sure that they'd be happy that you, of course, have it. And number 10, and the last uh, tip in how to recycle better and be a better recycler uh, is to be um, a waste stream analyst. Now, uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be official, but you can probably work your way up to uh, being that way, not necessarily um, in a company, but you could be... Um, someone who's so strenuous about what they put out as far as their waste that you're critical about it. You are doing waste audits about it. 
and you could do this um, out of your home, your office, your business that you have. Um, you know, you'd be uh, surprised with the results that you, you know, of course, produce. You know, whether you have a small business or even a small family, big family, whatever you have, um, you know, make it a family type of function and, and gather everyone to figure out your paper use, uh, your paper items, your metal accounts, your plastic items, and, and figure that on a weekly basis. You know, it could really maybe uh, save you money, actually, because you're figuring out, okay, how can I reuse these containers, uh, which items are more costly, what alternatives are out there, you know, how full does my compost bucket get weekly? Um, and then reward yourself with good behavior, you know, for those small changes that, of course, make your uh, behavior green. Uh, and so you have those uh, goals and those mindsets stick, uh, and uh, they make all the difference. Now, for more information, I'm going to just give a couple quick facts. So the first fact is that $160 billion dollars that's the value of the global recycling industry that employs over 1.5 million people. And 98%, that's a percentage of glass bottles in Denmark uh, that are, of course, refillable. And 98% uh, of those are, of course, returned by uh, consumers for reuse. And then the bonus fact is that uh, 79 million tons, that's the amount of waste material uh, diverted away from disposal uh, in uh, 2005 uh, through recycling and composting. So um, I do have such a, a great appreciation for recycling when it's done for me in my life and when I got started. Um, you know, a little bit over a decade ago, um, you know, when I was 12 and young and bright-eyed, bushy-eyed, um, yeah, young, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, um, still am, and I, I fell in love with what recycling did because, you know, items went into this amazing um, yellow bin, you know, in, in my in my county, Prince George's County. And um, we had this, the, the um, two foot, three foot high uh, yellow bins and we got to put our recyclables in them and, and on the curb on one special day uh, each week and then magically they would disappear and they would always do that. And, you know, uh, X amount of years later, the totes were bigger, you know, 65, 85 gallon totes uh, for recycling material. And we learned that, oh, our, our county loves to recycle and so the, the containers have gotten bigger and, and, stayed, this, and stayed the same, um, you know, height and weight. And it's miraculous what our recycling does. Um, although recently, um, you know, in the New York Times article, I did see some devastating news, especially, you know, since China has not uh, taken uh, U.S. or foreign waste, plastic waste, especially any type of waste, uh, really, um, and they've stopped that. I mean, we, 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 we know that you know recycling is is not the end all be all for waste. Um, you know, although it is, of course, useful. It's a useful tool, um, but it's not totally obsolete. I will never say, oh, you should never recycle again. There's there's use for it. There's just 
there's also the market with it, but there's also the ability for companies to make items, make products, even organizations. Someone can make an item and it doesn't necessarily have to be for profit. You know, the items and, and the materials made um, for things like park benches and um, school, you know, playgrounds and things. Those are made from recycled materials. I don't know if those cost, you know, a pretty penny, but those types of items, you know, gym, you know, equipment, uh, outside playgrounds and things, those will never probably go out of style. Uh, there will always be schools, always be children on the planet, um, you know, in, in, the, in the near future. So there's no issue with what's um, being made to recy be recycled. It's just the market uh, to some extent, and then the, the reuse uh, factor, um, you know, is an issue as well uh, when it comes to, you know, what companies are willing to um, put money into as far as, you know, the reuse of different products. Um, because if they're putting all on recycling, then where's the reuse? Where's the uh, re reducing of material, making it, you know, better and more sustainable? Um, I want to talk about um, recently I had, I did a, uh, episode announcement about America Recycles Day. Um, I talked about it in the episode announcements, um, of my 10 reasons to go green now podcast episode. And that was dated November 14th, 2019. You can listen to that uh, episode for more. I really love, um, you know, what I did with the information there. America Recycles Day is pretty important. Um, I... Before I want to get to the um, different tips that we've covered uh, in how, you know, my, uh, I guess, my thoughts on each one and how they've affected my life and, and everything, I, I kind of want to talk about this one phrase that I, I saw while reading a bit uh, on the topic. And so um, I'm going to just talk about it now. Um, it says, quote, um, if you're not buying products made from recycled materials, you're not really recycling, end quote. I do believe in the statement, you know, because if you're not, if you're not buying anything recycled, you're, you're, you're kind of part of the issue because the whole point of recycling is to uh, not waste resources, to reuse what we already have by having those recycled products come back to us and, you know, investing that money back into ourselves, back into our communities, back into companies that are supporting themselves by uh, reducing um, the waste that they produce and reusing uh, the materials that they've already gathered and recycling those, those materials into products that kind of never really go out of the, uh, the, they never really go out of style, they never really go out of use. You know, there are companies out there that, you know, reuse their products tons and tons of different ways. You know, companies that, of course, um, for example, are um, companies that are soft drink companies. They have glass bottles. Those bottles will forever be used, you know, and that's a closed loop system. Um, and there are other products like clothes, for example, H&M and Adidas and other um, apparel companies, other clothing companies, they've done work where they've sold uh, materials um, in their shoes, in their clothes that are made from, you know, pure uh, recycled materials. Timberland has, has done the same with their boots, with some of their products. So this isn't a foreign concept to, of course, use recycled materials, use recycled products. It's 
ideal, it's amazing, it's attractive for companies to be green, to save um, their resources, to save companies money, to save time and effort um, instead of gathering virgin materials. Um, and so using recycled materials, actually, you know, it's a win-win. And not just, you know, for the money, it's a win-win for our planet. Um, I'm, I'm attracted to if something's post-consumer, 65, 85%, 95% um, post-consumer material, whether it's paper, whether it is a composition notebook, and, you know, just, you know, maybe even shoes to some extent because there are different uh, processes involved with that. But I totally agree with this statement, and I, I miss the days when items were limited and you know, not mass produced because I think that's also part of the problem that, you know, people are wasteful and they chuck things as soon as they don't like it. And because there's something bigger and better, they feel like they don't need the, the product or item that they just had and they're wasteful with it. But, you know, that's a different topic for a different day. Um, so I want to get started and just talk about the different um, t- tips that we've learned. So with the first one, a repeating, a reduce, reuse, recycle, Um, I do love and believe that we should, you know, all buy locally manufactured products, you know, made from uh, different types of recycled materials. This is a given. And then with number two, um, in determining, you know, what you can and can't recycle, um, this is important because, you know, for things like food items that can definitely be contaminated, um, they can still have food left over in them. If you think you've cleaned them, you know, think again. You know, if you haven't all the way cleaned it out, you know, that pizza box or that um, spaghetti jar, then, you know, it's not recyclable. And specifically in my county, in Prince George's County here in Maryland, um, I actually bookmarked um, probably, I don't know, since last year, maybe early uh, 2019, the acceptable items for recycling in my county. And for me, uh, I now know, um, you know, not to recycle items I used to before. Some of the items, the the items I'll talk about, uh, these items are now not recyclable. Before I recycled them, and now I know not to. So, you know, I'm preventing uh, things like contamination um, in the bales that are coming from the MRFs, the materials uh, recycling facilities because I'm not contaminating uh, them with these items that are not, you know, recyclable. So things like bread bags, um, outer uh, wrappings from uh, toilet paper products, those types of heavy-duty sort of uh, types of plastic, Um, you know, fast food, uh, takeout, you know, utensils, those things, opaque, um, the crinkle um, cereal, pasta, and snack bags, those are not recyclable uh, in my county. Uh, And then also things like zipper and cling wrap, those aren't recyclable either. Uh, Chip bags, those aren't. Of course, I don't uh, recycle those anymore. I send them to TerraCycle. I have a big bag that I store, and I'll probably ship it annually, just to TerraCycle, um, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, And then the bags, um, the frozen fruit and veggie bags, those are not recyclable. And then uh, outer wraps from meats and cheeses, those things are not uh, recyclable. So, you know, now I know to, you know, stop even buying those items because their packaging is crap, you know? And it's usually plastic anyway, those, the, 
the things that are packaging those products that I mentioned. And so I'm saving money and I'm, I'm now searching for better alternatives to all those products, you know, besides, you know, maybe toilet paper and other stuff, if it comes, you know, unwrapped or maybe it's, you know, different or maybe it's wipes or whatever, I can find better alternatives for those items. For example, um, with the bread, I can get, you know, fresh, you know, bakery bread, you know, wrapped in, you know, reusable paper bags that I, of course, will buy or, you know, maybe they sell them uh, at the counter. Or I can um, use a foldable, you know, rubber, um, reusable food containers. I love uh, food containers and just having leftovers and not wasting anything unless I have to compost it. So I can use those types of containers uh, that aren't, um, you know, Ziploc bags or, you know, cling wrap. Uh, for number three, uh, buying recycled is important. It's my... Uh, favorite thing, uh, of course, because the consumer in me loves shopping. I don't shop all the time. It's not, um, you know, the end of the world for me. But for something like um, what we talked about, the brand Tetra Pak, um, you have to beware of certain companies when you're buying recycled goods and things. Because for them, they have seven incomprehensible, you know, levels and layers to their, their packaging. They have paper and plastic and aluminum. So beware, um, if you can't recycle it locally, it's because of all the dense layers to it. So that is very important to, you know, sort of, you know, figure out and to know about. Uh, number four, where we learned about, you know, recycled art um, and, you know, getting that recycled art from an artist. Um, you know, Etsy is my favorite place online for shopping uh, besides Amazon Smile. Um, where, you know, you give a chunk um, or a little small portion of the proceeds from your order uh, to uh, your favorite charity on Amazon. Or your favorite charity, um, period, but on Amazon, that is, of course, uh, where you do it, Amazon Smile. Uh, so Etsy, like I said, it's amazing. They, of course, do carbon offsetting, and so you're not, you know, affected by the shipping uh, and the pollution there. And so for me, it's the perfect place to, of course, get anything recycled, recycled art, uh, artists who work with their hands, who have that reclaimed art, you know, those donated pieces, those used pieces. Uh, and then number five, we learned uh, with recycling, you know, your water, recycling water, uh, and having that reuse for it is critical, um, especially if you don't like wasting water at all. Uh, and so, uh, like I mentioned before, um, in episode 103, uh, 10 ways to not waste water, um, I did back on uh, the 17th of November, 2019. Um, I did talk about the multiple uses for water, so you can go ahead and check that out for more. Uh, number six, we talked about recycling, you know, your greenery. This is amazing because I love compost. Like I said, I've been composting since, what, 2012? So uh, since it's 2019, it's been about seven years. Um, and then I bought another composter in 2014. So I've been uh, composting for, you know, some time. You know, the big composter in 2014 and the little household one I had uh, since 2012, but I don't have that one anymore. So I've been composting for a while. Um, and so when I started, I, I knew to chuck, um, you know, things like my used paper towels and um, types of food scraps, fruit scraps, um, hair, um, sometimes nails, lint, you know, those things you can put, of course, in your compost. 
Um, I have a, a mega list of all types of things to put in your compost. I'll probably do a special episode just about composting, but I'll probably do it in the spring because it's more applicable then when things are growing and it's greenery and it's fresh outside. Um, and so I started all the way back in university, um, all the way back um, in Penn State, and I fell in love with it because you know I got it for a Christmas present. I you know, you know, ask my mom, hey, you know, mommy, I, you know, want a compost bucket, and I'm so, you know, excited for this. I did the research, and I was like, I want this, uh, and I, I loved it. I, I miss it. You know, it, it gave me fond memories. It taught me a lot about um, how much uh, waste. I didn't produce, but at the same time, I just, you know, chucked it in the compost bucket and I love it and it stuck with me and composting is just second nature to me now. And so I do it because it feels good. It's easy peasy. It's not cumbersome. It's really just what you make of it. And so you're not, you know, wasting trash bags and you're not uh, having the nasty smell of food remnants in your trash can. You're not worrying about bugs or insects or anything like that. And you're saving money because you're realizing, you know, what foods, you know, go to waste fast and how you can eat them better, cook with them better. Um, and it's, it's really, really easy once you get the hang of it and, you know, you learn to work with it throughout the seasons and throughout the years. Uh, with um, number seven, when we're recycling uh, our electronics, um, with what to do with them, um, you know, for me, with my electronics, I have my old computer. I have one um, old computer, and then I have another computer. And the old computer I don't use anymore, um, although I do want to at some point maybe make reuse for it. But the, the, the laptop cover, it's not made at Dell anymore, and it's pretty special. It's a product red um, type of laptop cover, and I got it um, when I, I first started school. And, you know, I, I've, I've still kept it and, you know, even though I've, you know, done graduated and I've used that, um, you know, computer for a lot of stuff, I, I know that I, I do want to keep it close to me. And so I think that I'm always going to, you know, keep it. But when it comes to other things, I'm not going to run, you know, through my electronics like crazy. And so I'm going to plan for my next buy, my next computer. So for the computer I use now, I'm actually probably going to, you know, clean that computer, you know, wipe it and maybe, you know, recycle it or have it be reused or something like that. And then my next computer, um, after I wipe my old one and everything and have that clean slate, I will, of course, recycle it and, and, and send that through one of the places um, in the iRecycle app, which I've talked about earlier um, in other podcast episodes. So... For me, it has different uh, categories like uh, automotive, it has batteries, it has electronics uh, categories, it has garden uh, category, glass, um, hazardous material, uh, paint, it has other types of categories and all of these types of categories you can use to find locally uh, places where you can recycle your materials uh, that will otherwise be trashed and sent to a landfill, uh, you know, depending on what they are. So these are the types of things that you can uh, do uh, regarding your electronics and, and uh, electronics recycling. And number eight is to, you know, straightforward, just think critically of how you know, a product is to be recycled and if it actually can be, this is part of the simple process even before something goes into your recycling bin. Um, because you're 
you know, figuring out is this product actually going to be recycled? Is this something that is going to contaminate uh, the waste stream and have every one of the bales, you know, that my uh, waste is in be chucked to the landfill because you know, I wasn't thinking critically, you know, it's, it's happened. Um, I don't know what part I've played in that. I probably played a part, um, but you know, we all get better we all learn and become better uh, stewards in our waste and making sure we're kind of not, you know, making things worse. I, you know, think about, you know, and try to reframe what I have and what I buy and what I use and try to think zero waste um, to the point where I, I don't uh, expend so much energy and have so much waste that it's all, um, you know, just horrible and, and doesn't get recycled. Much of what I've, I've, I've had as waste, it doesn't, I don't produce a lot of waste. I don't produce a lot that goes um, to a landfill. I just, you know, mainly like what I've said before, 98% or so of what I use, it, you know, gets recycled. So that's me. Um, but for the times that, you know, things have gotten a little bit, you know, murky, you know, I've grown um, and I can acknowledge that. Um, with number nine, um, in giving your products to someone else, if you don't, of course, love the product, I uh, personally give my donations of clothes and books sometimes. I give it to um, the Lupus Foundation. And so, you know, my experience of the Lupus Foundation, the DMV um, location, um, I have an account with them and I've used them probably five or so times within the last um, year or so since maybe 2018. Um, and so I love it. You know, I, you know, send a, uh, a bag off to two bags sometimes. And, you know, every, you know, three, four months I do that. And, you know, it, it works out for me. And, you know, people who you know, need uh, these materials, these items, you know, it's, it's in better hands, you know, and they can have it and make use of it. And number 10, um, we've learned is for you to, of course, be a waste stream analyst. Be stringent about what you put out there. You know, composting, I've talked about, is really, really fun. And, you know, what's even funner, um, that's not a word, <laughs> what's even more fun and what's more uh, rewarding, I think, is the savings, you know, you will receive from buying less products because, you know, you, you know, you aren't, you aren't wasting less and you're buying reusable products in packaging. These things are better. So, you know, for anything that, you know, can't be reduced or reused or even recycled, you know, or the many R's, you know, you are thinking about critically where your waste is going, how it got there. Um, quick fact is that Americans recycle roughly 66 million tons of material each year according to the most recent figures uh, from the Environmental Protection Agency, about you know, one third um, of which is uh, exported. So with TerraCycle, um, you know, your waste is of course eliminated um, when it comes to some of the hard to um, recycle items. You don't really have that problem with TerraCycle. They make a way for your products to not go, of course, to landfill. So, you know, they have all types of brigades for all types of unique uh, items to be collected. And these things are created into amazing products. So, you know, you can choose your region, wherever you live around the world. Greener Thoughts is international and there's tons of listeners everywhere around the globe. 
You can go to TerraCycle where they have uh, regions like uh, Asia Pacific, Europe, and the Americas, and you can you know get to sorting your waste. Uh, so please go to TerraCycle.org or .com for more. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-Y-C-L-E.com. And um, I also suggest uh, you writing the name of the brigade uh, that you're going ahead and being a part of, that you're sending your waste to, you know, and you send that uh, on the box and you write down the box uh, along with your name. Um, and you also put your name and email maybe on the paper or as a message on the inside of the box so that TerraCycle knows which account to credit your points to. And so the TerraCycle uh, address, the headquarters address, is one a TerraCycle Way in Trenton, New Jersey, and the zip code is 08638. Um, when it comes to uh, other types of waste products like 7th Generation, uh, they have really awesome uh, large trash bags that are, you know, of course, a bigger, better economical choice. And their products are made from 65% post-consumer recycled plastic. So with these, you know, different tips and, you know, what I've surmised from and learned from all of them in my experience and all these, you know, it's just that, you know, you know just recycling isn't hard. You know, you can make it easy. It's not impossible. It does take some work, some know-how, and, you know, figuring out, you know, where you live and if items can be recycled as part of it, but also buying recycled products and and supporting, you know, artists that work with recycled goods is also very amazing. So in the next segment, in the Mother of Minutes, I want to get started and, you know, talk to you a little bit about uh, some of the things that cannot be recycled that you may uh, be recycling uh, currently. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is the time where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and as always save Mother Earth. The message for this Mother Earth Minutes is to simply not be an aspirational recycler. You know, just hoping for whatever you toss into your recycling bin to somehow, fingers crossed, make its way past inspection and somehow be recycled. You know, we've all, you know, come to that point at some point, um, but it's it's time to be better than that and to actually know what can, on a massive scale, can't be recycled in most places, especially uh, here in the U.S. And maybe abroad, some of these items do apply as well. Um, and, you know, for recycling to truly matter, um, it matters if the recyclables are cleaned and they're properly sorted. 
you know, because you could definitely risk, you know, a ton of material going to a landfill because, as I talked about, uh, the bales being contaminated, these 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 materials that, that have been so um, sorted to some extent, and yet they're contaminated because someone's diaper or, you know, a bowling ball or just something unusual is uh, again and again found in uh, the sorting process. You know, so we know, we've learned how to, of course, recycle better, but I want to, you know, let you know, you know, what can we not recycle? You know, you know what not to, of course, recycle. So um, I'll just give info on 22 things um, just that are not recyclable. Um, unless, you know, there are strict parameters around them, which I'll, I'll get to with specific ones. So, um, key thing here is to not necessarily buy, actively, you know, buy and search out these things unless uh, you can, of course, maybe reuse the packaging or they're strictly needs-based or something of that sort. So the first uh, item is aerosol can. So the things that you spray from, the long uh, projectile uh, stream of fluid uh, coming from uh, different types of canisters, metal usually. Um, these things are deemed as hazardous waste most places unless um, otherwise specified. So um, like I said before, you know, use iRecycle and you know, find out the hazardous uh, waste section or maybe automotive se section or other sections, categories. Uh, for places where you can find uh, the addresses of places where you can drop off those type of aerosol cans that are not uh, locally recycled or recyclable where you are and where you live. Uh, number two is batteries. I did a whole special uh, podcast episode about batteries really recently, so be sure to check that out. I had fun doing that one. Uh, it's similar to the medicine one, but of course they're different objects, so that is also um, definitely a good uh, podcast episode to listen to. Uh, number three um, is brightly dyed paper. And uh, number four are uh, ceramics and pottery. Those uh, objects are not recyclable. And uh, number five are diapers for sanitary reasons, amongst other reasons. And uh, number six is hazardous waste, enough said. Uh, number seven is household glass that, of course, uh, is full of hazards. And, um, you know, there could be um, biohazard materials um, because of maybe blood or some type of other substances that are attached to the glass. Um, number eight are juice boxes and other coated um, cardboard drink containers. Those are not, you know, recyclable because, you know, they may have some of the different layers that are, of course, impossible to uh, differentiate and to separate as uh, profitable materials. And number nine is a medical waste uh, for, of course, obvious reasons because medical waste should be in its own separate arena when it comes to sorting and uh, waste disposal. And um, I think within the past years, I think since, I think in 2018 or maybe earlier 2019, um, or maybe before then, I, I learned that medical waste has its own landfill. It has own uh, specific places where it can be buried and how and, and disposed of. So medical waste is not just by any measure to be uh, recycled. And number 10 is any napkins or paper towels. These things can, of course, be composted. This is a normal to do. Just go ahead and chuck your old uh, napkins and uh, paper towels. And number 11 is um, 
uh, pizza boxes. Now, of course, if they're too greasy, you know they can, of course, be composted. I, I've, I've talked on that. It's not difficult. Uh, just take out any foreign materials. Make sure with the grease and cardboard, that's all you have, and you can rip it up and totally uh, compost it. Um, you know, and even small amounts of food that you somehow have on your pizza boxes, uh, that cardboard there, uh, even if undetected, it can definitely ruin a batch of recycling. And again, it goes to the landfill. Number 12 is uh, plastic bags and plastic wrap. Now, you know, as it turns out, um, with plastic bags, I mentioned, I think in the plastics uh, episode I did about how to um, use less and make do with more, like all about types of uh, things to sort of combat plastic use unnecessarily and everything like that, I uh, talked on plastic bag recycling and that they can be uh, given back to manufacturers, you know, your grocery stores, supermarkets of the world, and they will, of course, recycle your plastic bags. It's it's common here in the U.S. for that to happen, although not everyone recycles them, so be sure to let them know about this information. Um, but, you know, with plastic wrap, plastic bags, those type of things, um, they are plastic wrap and, and bubble wrap, dry cleaning bags, chip packets, all those things, they are uh, recyclable, but there's one organization in particular um, I found called Red Cycle, um, and it has a recycling program uh, that actually saves those type of soft plastics from the landfill, and they turn it into material that's amazing, and they make and make, manufacture um, new types of goods. So um, for all my Australian listeners of Greener Thoughts, just please uh, go to redcycle.net.au forward slash uh, redcycle forward slash locator for more. I will put that information in the show notes for you so you can check it out and check out all that Redcycle does. And number 13 is uh, the uh, plastic coated uh, boxes and plastic food uh, boxes or anything uh, plastic um, without um, recycling marks. Uh, number 14 is uh, the types of plastic screw on tops for different types of drinks, for example, or types of containers that have to deal with food. Uh, number 15, an uh, item that's not recyclable, is shredded paper um, because when it's you know out and about, it gets everywhere and it, it can be a hassle. And I've, I've realized that now because I used to shred paper and then put it in uh, plastic containers that you know could be recycled but I'll just mulch it instead it's totally fine you know it's great for my compost the more paper products and uh, leaves I can put in it the better Uh, for number 16 styrofoam Um, this is is dependent on if your local facility um, may handle it that is very critical here because some facilities will take it or reuse it or repurpose it for for their needs Uh, other times you can ship um things like plastic peanuts or uh styrofoam like uh, materials to um certain um uh, places and companies and they'll uh, take it off your hands Uh, number 17 is uh, takeout containers uh, the kind that are not uh, paper or just non non paper or not compostable or not reusable uh, all those other ones are are definitely fine to uh, recycle but the ones that aren't the takeout retain or, or the takeout containers the ones that um, 
can't otherwise specifically be recycled um, unless thoroughly cleaned. Uh, those things, of course, cannot be uh, recycled. So if you're using something like styrofoam or, or some other type of material that's hard to you know, determine if it can be recycled, it probably cannot. Uh, number 18, we have uh, tires. And number 19 is uh, Tyvek uh, shipping envelopes. These are used mainly in the postal and shipping uh, industry and in companies uh, that uh, know this uh, envelope pretty well. So uh, those type of envelopes cannot be recycled. And then uh, coming up to number 20, almost done, we have a uh, wet paper that of course for uh, reasons that you know are pretty plain, you know, cause paper, it's pretty useless when it's wet. Um, number 21 uh, are wire hangers. You can always drop them off at your local dry cleaner uh, business or other um, business that's, you know, like a dry cleaner. They'd, you know, be happy to uh, use those hangers. And then last but not least, uh, yogurt cups. The eco fact of the day is that women are 73% more likely than men to be killed or seriously injured in a car crash. One possible culprit is that a decades-long shortage of crash test dummies uh, that have female proportions. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the November-December 2019 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. So we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, one of my favorite portions of the uh, Green Thoughts program. And, you know, this is the time where I, of course, uh, talk in delight and wonder and praise of, you know, some of the uh, companies that I, I love and support uh, in a lot of different ways. And, you know, if you have by chance a company or I've started one or a small business and yours is all about green products and green services and you want, uh, for example, some reach, I can, of course, review your product. Of course, it's always free, free of charge, and I can get the word about it out there. You can, of course, always be free to send me a voice message or email Green of Thoughts. Totally fine. Uh, for now, uh, in this episode, I will talk about an awesome company that I may have uh, talked about uh, in, in other regards, uh, not necessarily in uh, an Eagle Company Spotlight, but I love for sure, and it's called Kiss My Face. So Kiss My Face was founded by Bob McCloyd and Steve uh, Bickwitz in 1983 on a 200-acre farm all the way in New York. 
all the way back in the 80s, they started off, um, as they call it, quote, with ugly green 86% uh, olive bars of soap from Greece, end quote. And uh, the retailers, though, that they uh, pitched to, they, you know, saw something special in their soap products and uh, they made a name for themselves uh, after many years of hard work. Uh, Kiss My Face has been a leader in all things natural, eco-friendly, and effective as far as body, hair, um, oral care, skin care, and also sun care. Uh, Kiss My Face has over 100 effective bath and uh, body products sold in over 19 countries worldwide. Now, as far as their commitment to sustainability, um, Kiss My Face products, they are heavenly. They're healthy, earth-friendly, and also affordable, which is, you know, something that anyone could enjoy and love. Their ingredients are things like avocado, um, beeswax, uh, chamomile, uh, coconut oil, uh, goji berry, and pomegranate uh, for, you know, those who love our superfoods and our superfoods. And uh, they treat your body like nature was guarding it itself. So to learn more about their ingredients on uh, their website, you can check out the uh, site uh, kissmyface.com forward slash R uh, as an R O U R um, dash ingredients forward slash for more. Now, as far as their product selection um, for Kiss My Face, they have a ton of different products. They have bar soaps, body lotions, body wash, deodorants, um, products for your hands and feet after a long day. They have shaving creams. And for your face, they have things like cleansers and creams and masks and moisturizers. They've also got things like scrubs and serums to uh, help your skin. And they got toners and also lip products like their lip balms, which are amazing. Uh, they have uh, oral care products like toothpaste. And they have uh, things for your hair, hair products, so shampoos and conditioners. And they are iconic for their uh, fun in the sun ingredients, so their sunscreen. And Kiss My Face has products for men and for kids as well. Uh, So to call um, or uh, I should say mail them or just to contact them in general, you can call um, or you should should be able to mail their uh, headquarters location and their mailing address there. It's Kiss My Face, LLC, 10 Henderson Drive. Uh, West Caldwell, uh, New Jersey, zip code 07006, um, and the website uh, www.kissbyface.com forward slash contact dash us forward slash. Now, my experience of Kiss My Face has been a great one, uh, mainly because I have grown up with Kiss My Face. I've used things like their deodorants. Um, there are many, many soaps. They're olive oil bar soap bundles. I, I have, I, I had tons of different bundles. Um, the three pack that they use. I remember the old school soap that they talked about back in the day in, in the 80s and 90s. I'm a 90s baby. baby. Um, so I grew up during that time. And um, I remember... Um, just a few years ago buying some of their body washes, their anti-stress one, for example, um, the chamomile one that they have. Um, And then a few years after that, I'm probably closer to maybe 2015, 2016 or so, 
um, I started buying their coconut milk soap with mango butter. I love those type of ingredients. Um, those, you know, Caribbean, you know, type of ingredients, those um, amazing types of fruits and butters and uh, milks. Um, and then I don't, I don't think I've tried their toothpaste though, but I, I remember their sunscreen and sun products and I love and just swear by their, uh, cranberry orange lip balm. Um, so, you know, I purchased, you know, their products, especially I did it more so after, you know, high school. Um, but like I said before, I've grown up with Chris My Face products. Um, so they have a great price. They are no a stranger to being economically feasible. They have bigger sizes, especially for their products. Um, and they can outlast, um, you know, three, four months at a time. So you kind of get more bang for your buck after a while. Um, and so they last for some time. You only have to purchase it a few times a year or so. Um, they, they smell light, really refreshing. It's never overpowering or uh, too much on the nose or senses. And they do have really, really clean, you know, fresh ingredients. Uh, everything's, uh, you know, pronounceable, no, you know, strange ingredients that you can't pronounce. Um, and then for me, um, you know, their products have been hypoallergenic. I'm not sensitive or have any different type of allergies. I'm just saying in general, their products probably won't have you, you know, cause, have you the cause or, or, or have a, you know, type of reaction. Um, and their coconut bars, I wish they were twice as thick, just, you know, just as thick as their olive, um, oil, um, bar soaps and, you know, their lip balms are, like I said, they're amazing. Those things are out of this world. They're so fruity, very uh, moisturizing, uh, smell heavenly. Like I love fruity types of stuff, especially authentic, not artificial. And that cranberry orange is so special to me. Um, you know, and you know, their products have been around a long time. So they know natural products. They know what they're doing. And, you know, most of their products, you know, have been for a while uh, cruelty-free uh, with the exception of, you know, their beeswax and honey that they do use. Um, but their products are also a USDA uh, organic. Now, Kiss My Face products have uh, been, you know, on uh, the internet for some time. And if you want to, of course, uh, check them out further, you can go to uh, kissmyface.com. That's www.kissmyface.com. They're also available on Amazon, uh, eBay.com, uh, CVS, uh, Thrive Market, The Vitamin Shop, uh, Walmart, and as well as other fine stores um, online and in stores across the country and world where available. Uh, Kiss My Face is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Kiss My Face, uh, Instagram at Kiss My Face USA, all lowercase, all one word. They're also on LinkedIn at Kiss My Face LLC. They're also on Twitter at Kiss My Face. And they're also on YouTube at Kiss My Face. Last thing to contact Kiss My Face, you can go to their site, www.kissmyface.com, and then click Contact Us at the uh, bottom of their uh, website to use their contact form. So... Um, thank you all for tuning in and listening. This is a very lengthy, very deep dive into all things recycling. But as you all know, I'm an avid recycler, you know, very passionate, you know, very uh, hardworking and determined environmentalist. And I'm kind of glad this is one of my longer podcast episodes. 
Um, you know, I've been recycling for you know, some time. You know, there are others who probably have me beat. Who've been on the planet a lot longer. You know, three times and 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 older. You know than me. Um, and I wanted to definitely make this uh, episode, you know, very much in depth because recycling has a long history. It still has, you know, way more to go. You know, just share this information, this podcast with, you know, people who maybe need to work on their recycling or if you want to, you know, share it with, you know, little kids, little kids growing up who don't know how to maybe be, you know, green sports. They don't now know how to uh, be better when it comes to their waste, but they're learning and they want to learn and their their minds are already growing and they're learning so much. Uh, this may be, you know, the podcast to share with them maybe as they get a little bit older and you can help some, uh, instill some of the tips um, from this uh, podcast, uh, especially to them and, you know, for others, maybe your friends and family, um, colleagues, maybe those who are, you know, trying to be better uh, stewards of our planet and take care of it. So uh, thank you again for, of course, uh, listening in. Be sure to participate in my a month-long giveaway. It ends pretty soon. It ends on the 28th. Um, like I said before, I haven't had too many entries, and even though I'm doing, um, you know, specific uh, emails and different, you know, promos and everything to sort of get the word out because I do have, you know, things to share. And it's all about, you know, giving the gift of uh, Green Thoughts this holiday season in some regards. And this is my permanent giveaway to sort of, you know, share that. So you all take care until next time and you be well. Bye. Mm-hmm.